0: Today on the Italian radio show, the Italian military, 2,000 years ago, there were a powerhouse as Romans. Today, we're trying to figure out what happened. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. My name is Tony Lestow. I'm your host with my lovely co-host, marcia caputo from vincenzi italia marcia how you doing
1: Ciao, ciao a tutti i'm very good how about you tony i like your look hair. Fanta- you like
0: the hair it's like it looks like, you like a people have, you know, yeah They're like this
1: really
0: it's called my body. monday morning look right there you go <laughs> and uh i see I you see. have uh now behind you folks you can't see this of course because we're on the radio but you know, we're practicing doing the televised version of our show here, which is going to be coming out in April. And uh, I noticed behind you, Marty, you have this whole Italian landscape. You so what? What part of Italy is that?
1: My town. That is my town. Oh, that's, that's your me. town,
0: Vincenzo. Oh, okay, very near with the mounds. Yeah, you, that's that's right. You're in northern Italy. You got the mounds. You're almost in Switzerland. So yeah, there you There's go. The right
1: behind me. You see the one? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. The, uh, that's the Paladio.
0: Very, very nice. Well, folks, you're listening to our show today. If you're hearing us live here throughout the greater Puget Sound area on 1150 AM KKNW. And you can also pick us up, of course, on the Internet. Uh, We stream the show every place in the world by going to our website at WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. wcir.biz. Click on the little link at the top of the page there and uh, you can stream today's show or you can hear any of our shows uh, in archives for the last six years. And after we finish today's show, it will go right up into the archive there for you to share all week long with your friends and family all around the country, all around the world. If you'd like to be a part of today's show, our call in studio line is 425 373 5527. That's 425-373-5527. And you know, Marcio, we have kind of a fun theme for this week's show. We're going to talk all about the Italian military, okay? Right. (laughs) Like, you know, just it it sounds funny just to say that, the Italian military. Come on, let's be nice. (laughs) Let me think about it. When you see all these great action movies, Bruce Willis... Stallone, All these guys. You know, you got Navy SEALs. You got Green Berets. You got the uh, French Foreign Legions. You even, let's face it, the, the Germans even are a powerhouse. But when you think of Italians, I'm sorry. You hey, think okay. of guys making pizza. You think of guys, you know, chubby guys on the stage singing opera. You yeah, think they're of... Lovers. What can I tell you? Yeah, Italians are known to be lovers, not fighters, uh, which is crazy because... 2,000 years ago, 2000, I mean, Rome, our ancestors, they yeah. were the powerhouse of yeah. the world. They yeah. were like the top dogs, okay? And so, like, you know, this show is dedicated to trying to figure out a little bit of, like, you know, what happened, okay? So yeah. to start with here, we're going to do our Italian news.
1: Right. Um, and
0: uh, we have kind of a little bit of this we're going to work into the news, but to start right off with, before we get into the Italian military, let's talk about this new lockdown that is going into effect. It's going, it went into effect actually last week. Uh, this comes to us from CBS News uh, that came out on March 12th. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it, it, it was coverage from Rome, Italy. It says a year after COVID 19 has struck Italy, the country's residents have been placed back under another hard lockdown. Uh, and the restrictions basically are going to be continuing uh, until Easter, or at least through Easter, maybe even beyond. Um, restrictions are tight because of the big rise in the number of COVID cases. Italy is now in its third wave of coronavirus, so they have this nationwide lockdown that they're doing uh, to, you know, to try to curb it. Um, of course, Mario Draghi, who is the prime minister, has promised financial support for families and businesses as well as the acceleration of the vaccine program. however, you know this is typically uh, as is the case uh, throughout the years in Italy you know financial support is often slow in coming if it right. gets to the people at all okay why because you got a very corrupt government and you got the mafia redirecting the funds, so you know basically uh the national vaccination rate is really, really low. So far, you got only 8% of Italians, and they've only had their first shot. Right.
1: They mean, only, you know who they are? The They're still about seven years old uh, people. Yeah, yeah,
0: people. Yeah. Well, it says here, you know, because of the corruption in the Italian government, the people who got their shots are either like, if you're related to somebody in the government, then, you know, you get your shots, Right. Uh, otherwise, it says the mafia has basically uh, you, you interfered with uh, this whole thing. They've kind of got their hands on the vaccine, and now they're trying to charge people like three oh. or four hundred dollars a shot to get their shots. So you know, I you, you know. Problem. Oh, that. So, is um, and bad. of course, then you got the problem with this um, AstraZeneca. Now I know you know, and this is you know, really really gets me, okay? You got people dropping like flies in Europe. I mean, it's so bad in Europe. I mean, the press, forget the press, what you read in the press. The media is so corrupt and they're so controlled, okay? The major media, okay? The, 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 the people in Italy are dying. People throughout Europe are dying. The, the, the European nations, we're not just talking about one country here. We're talking about the European Union of Nations has basically Stop using this AstraZeneca because so many people are dying of blood, of, of, of blood clots. And yet the major media won't tell you that. They're, they're telling you, oh, well, you know, the World Medical Association says it's still safe to use. So you wonder whose payroll these people are on when they're saying this stuff, right? Anyway, then um, this kind of gets us back to our story today. So, you know, it's gotten so bad in Europe and in Italy, there's rioting. There's rioting everywhere. Because people are not getting the vaccinations. The government just continues to shut down, you know, the businesses, shut down the country. People are literally riding in the streets. And so now, of course, they're calling out the military, trying to have martial law. I don't know. I mean, you, your family lives there. Have you heard any of this directly?
1: Yes, it's true. It's really tough over there, Anita. Like I say, it's been like this that when I was there, September, October, November, it was ridiculous. Look at that. Lockdown, what, when? When is the holiday? Christmas, New Year's Eve, and now Easter. Because they know they want to be family together. Right, right. Family stay family together. What is the problem with that? You know what I mean? Right. You're not going to stop in it, Italian. Because Italian, even when they did the lockdown, that you have to be home at 10 o'clock at night. And I okay, can the police is around. And they give you a ticket if they catch you. If you don't have a form with you, why you went out or your neighbor. Okay. So that's indeed. Well, it's military law. I that mean,
0: they really locked it down, you know? That's but Scary. It is scary. It is scary, especially when they're trying to tell you that this astral, stuff, you know. And uh, yes, there's
1: another the,
0: the, the World Health Organization still trying to tell us that this stuff is good. Meanwhile, you got people throughout Italy, throughout Europe, dropping like flies. Right. Come on! You
1: write me that because that's what my mama was telling me. Oh, that we have this shot. It's okay. They say it's not bad. They just die because they have some problem before. Like, yeah. Are you they're kidding?
0: They're buying a mass after they take it because of blood clots. But right. there's nothing wrong with the drug, folks. You know. You know, the New York Times should be ashamed of itself and all these major media for reporting this stuff. But let's go to a lighter vein here, since we yes. are talking about the Italian military, and that right off the bat's going to make you smile just when you hear the words Italian military, okay? Come Apparently, on. Uh, Apparently, <laughs> in Pordenone. Now, where's Pordenone?
1: Pordenone is a province of the uh, northeast Italy in the Florida.
0: Yes. All right. So in Partedoni, they were—they had yes. the, the military was out there. They were doing uh, exercises, you know, practicing drills and stuff with their tanks. Okay. Right. Unfortunately, no one des- decided to point the tanks away from the town. Somehow, the tanks were pointed toward the town. So you had this Italian <laughs> tank that was engaging in these shooting exercises, pointing their ammunition toward the town, and of course, they hit something. What did they hit? They had a barn, and they basically destroyed a whole barn of chickens, okay? Right. Uh, a whole chicken house. Four tanks were involved in the exercises. They were all impounded, uh, by whom, you wonder, okay? I mean, the, the tanks, I mean, they're the, the, the army, who, who impounds the army? Um, the accident occurred at night, and the military would not have noticed the mistake immediately because it didn't start a fire, but apparently right. they were shooting in the direction of the town. Right. They hit a barn... And it blew this whole bunch of all these chickens up here. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, like you said, McDonald's has only found a way to make quick and inexpensive chicken nuggets. I like that <laughs> thing that.
1: I mean, I come mean, on. This is kind I, of like. I'm know. sorry for the chicken. Don't get me wrong. But come on. How you can shoot the opposite way where you're supposed to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you see, when I see military, I see my younger brother. If you met meet my brother, my younger brother is a goofball. He joked for everything. So I can see those young kids in the tank laughing. Oh, I don't know. What are we going to shoot? Yeah, I think
0: they're doing a video game <laughs> yeah. or some shooting zombies. I don't know, you know. But I figured that was a very good way to set the tone of this show. And interestingly, I know this story is accurate because um, I saw this in a couple other places recently. It was on, like, one of the major news medias. Uh, yeah. And I even saw it was report- reported on social media that just happened here over the last few days. So, folks... Setting your stage for the our, our theme of the show Italian media. There you go. This is your first news story. We're going to be right back after the short word from our sponsors with our food segment talking about uh, some the the difference, the main difference about Italian army rations and American army rations. You know what you get if you join the army in Italy. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's
0: Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping
1: me cook this Italian meal.
2: We got to pass down our family recipes.
0: Your food is always so
1: good. What's the secret?
0: Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance, fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Asernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal.
3: No wonder it
4: tastes so good.
0: Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. isernio
2: Sausage. Visit Asernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot's still working with our dogs by our sides having fun and tasting batches and i'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years head over to titos vodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same cheers 80 proof tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas titos vodka.com
4: alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day and we're back with west coast
0: italian radio and you know marci and now this is of course, as you know, my favorite part of the show is always our food and our beverage segment brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. And Tito's does so much for our community. In fact, they do so much for veterans. Uh, they support a lot of the stuff the La Stella Foundation does every year for veterans. And, folks, when you want to make those cocktails really special, make sure you use Tito's Vodka. So now, Marcia, you know, I, I got yes. something special for you here.
1: I was reading something I want to know because Well
0: really? yeah so I, so this is what I did. I went online. I figured you know we do every Good. week we do either recipes or we do different you know drinks like spritzers, the dativos. but I thought, okay, let's do something a little different today. Let's talk about what type of food uh, was eaten by the Italian mill or is eaten. You know, by the Italian military. We always hear about, you know, uh, when, you know, we see in all the war movies, the guys are eating rations or like if you're watching episodes of MASH, they're eating in the mess tent. Okay. So let's first of all talk about this is according to what I found on Google about what the Italian rations. Okay. So if you're a soldier, you're out on maneuvers or you're in the middle of a battle. What's in your ration pack? Okay. You have a breakfast shot, which is 40% of an alcohol cordial. Alright, so I don't exactly know what that means unless maybe it's like pimoncello or, you know, grappa. But anyway, you get a shot. Start your day off with. So I'm already liking this here. (laughs) Alright, then you get a bag of powdered cappuccino, which I'm sure you Mm -hmm. probably would mix with some hot water. There you got your ca- You get a box of biscotti. I gotta tell- I'm gonna sign up. Gets better. It gets- You get a bag of pasta, which like the macro, the little, uh, macaroni things. You okay. get cans of uh, pasta, pasta, fagioli, pasta, fagioli super, so macaroni and bean soup. Right. You get another can which has marinara and cheese sauce in it. Uh, you get another can that has carne and salsa sauce. So you get three cans of sauce. I mean, Please come on. You meal. get like a gourmet meal. No, no wonder everybody signs up for the Italian military. If you're in the Italian Navy, how do they get their breakfast, okay? Every morning... They get pasta, you know, a different ima- m- amount. They get fish, basically anything that swims. They get bread and uh, uh, olive oil and vinegar. That's what the bulk of it is. And that's kind of their usual diet. Some of the troops that are in the mountains, they... Uh, they self-organize together and they cook a uh, polenta. Okay, polenta oh. like is a very, very popular food up there.
1: That they this the they call those
0: alpini. Alpini, that's right, that's right. All right. And then if you're in an Italian mess hall, so for now forget about the rations. Now you're back eating at the mess hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically, you know, it's like with the Italian national diet, lots and lots of pasta. Uh, they're going to the have diet. canned meats and vegetables. And this, I like this last part. You can get as much wine as you want to drink. And yeah. In certain conditions, you get a lot of cognac too. You gotta love the
1: Italians. Are you, I mean. I tell you one thing. Alpini, they're still the one that do celebration every Sunday in the center and they're right there with wine and cheese.
0: So now, Marci, interestingly, I, I did a little more I research mean, here. I can And see. I don't know if you know this next thing, but I found out the real reason the Mussolini lost the war. And this is this is I got this stuff right out of the history books, okay? So Mussolini loved garlic. He thought French food was worth, worthless, but he 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 loved a very simple meal just made of salad and some chopped garlic and a little bit of oil and fresh lemon juice. That was it. Okay. So what, what 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 caused Mussolini to fail? He hated to eat. He was one of the few Italians in history that actually hated to eat, and he actually hated pasta. He should have been the dictator of a different country because, you know, for you to not like to eat, for you to hate pasta and be the head of Italy, you know, you got problems coming up. He very quickly made pasta Italy's number one enemy, okay? He said that pasta made people weak and lazy. It wasn't good for soldiers. He felt the same way, by the way, about bread. And as you know, Italians eat a lot of pasta and a lot of bread. All right. So basically, uh he came up with this was what M- 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 Mussolini came up with you know, th- these solutions, okay? First of all, he stopped he stopped the country from uh, eating wheat products. He basically made it illegal for you to eat pasta or bread or you had to eat a lot less of them anyway, okay? Okay. Number two, he uh, he, he he his plan was to stop the production of wheat which, you know, primarily they used to make pasta and bread. And basically, his whole idea was just not to eat. You should eat just less of everything, eat very little, uh, because that's how he was, because he wouldn't eat well. So, you know, basically, this was one of the reasons it contributed to all the famine in Italy during the Second World War, because basically he forced people to stop eating bread, to stop eating pasta. Now, a lot of Italians, as a result of this, you know, they started secretly growing their own wheat or finding ways to get it. Um, right. The dictator then decided that he uh, he made it illegal for anybody to grow wheat. How They still okay. somehow found out how to get it, though, some secret ways. Um, as prices rose, of course, because you know, there was created a shortage, there, everybody's production went down, including the soldiers. So it was the exact opposite of what he wanted. And people mm-hmm. were very, very unhappy with him because of that. So, um, oh, yeah. interestingly, after Mussolini's death, uh-huh. pasta became Italy's national food. And they okay. say that it was because of the country's rebellion against uh-huh. the dictator, rebellion against fascism. And one thing we know that is clear, it's going to take more than, you know, an unrelenting dictator to stop Italians from eating pasta. So All what right. do you think about that?
1: That So you tell me that's why it was the death of Mussolini. It well, that's
0: why Italians started to hate him. That's why they started <laughs> to hate him because he I wouldn't let him eat pasta. He wouldn't let him eat bread. He made it illegal, and then everybody started to starve. You had all—I I remember I people telling about me it. all it
1: these famines. It was our—it was our meal at that time. My, most of right. everything. That's really uh, crazy, little to remove completely that two type of food that we use a lot. They
0: was we well, well, Remember, he hated to eat. He just hated eat. So he thought yeah. everybody should just be like him and eat just a little bit. And, you know, wow. and that's the problem he got with dictators. So right. what are you going to do?
1: Good, yes. Good job, Tony. I like it. It was really interesting. I like this, too, recipe. I didn't have no food. Well, there we go. So you know, the, the, now you got the real story,
0: of course, right here from West Coast Italian Radio. So now, Marcino, you know, it's time for Artist of the Week. I thought we'd have a little fun with this since we're talking about the Italian military, you know one of the uh, best recordings of all time that uh is known by everybody in the world is Nessun Dorma sung of course by Pavarotti Luciano Pavarotti greatest uh, probably the greatest tenor that ever lived um and uh, so, you know, and, of course, it's it, 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 the the end of the song, vincerà, vincerà. you know, we're going to win, we're going to win, almost sounds like it should be, you know, something for the Italian army, right? Including wartime, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we want to just uh, kind of set the mood for our artist of the week, which is technically not going to be Pavarotti's uh, Nessun Dorma, but we're going to play a little bit of that because that will set up our Artist of the Week. So here is the uh, climactic part of Nessun Dorma as sung by Luciano Pavarotti. All right, nobody can argue, nobody can argue that that is one great song, right? I mean, it's like, you know... I don't know, as many times as I have heard that, every time I hear it, it's thrilling. It's just thrilling to hear the music, the Puccini, to hear the Pavarotti's voice. I mean, it makes you feel like, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win, right? I mean, if there's any song that can kick up the Italian military, you think that would do it, okay?
1: Probably that what happened with the tank, they were listening to him, all right? Probably. They were pro or or or
0: they were listening to this. So of course you got somebody who comes along, no matter how good something is, and they gotta screw with it a little bit, you know. So okay. So um this is a thing that we receive from the polpetas the the pol- polpetas, polpetas They're okay. called it's uh Emmanuel Emmanuel uh Misinado uh in Mirko. So Emma and Mirko is how they go by. They're, they're called the Polpettas. They're from Venice, Italy, okay? okay. And they're actually a punk, it, Italian punk band, okay? And they just say they're going to have a little fun. They're going to screw with this Pavarotti piece a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna, There's no Pavarotti actually in the piece, but um they're doing their version of Nessun Dorma, which I guess you could best call this version... Pavrodi and Punk. So here you go, folks. Your uh, Artist of the Week, the Pulpettas, doing Pavrodi and Punk to the tune of Nessun Dorma. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go. What do you think of that? There, there, oh, wow. i tell you what I think. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to help
0: on with this stuff. But anyway, but, yeah, <laughs> a song for all generations, obviously. Right uh, now. The like Puccini. It. Let's hope if that can't get the Italian military
1: going. Nothing can, right? Right, right. right Come on right.
0: We're going to be right back after the short word from our sponsors with a lot more West Coast Italian radio for you. Don't go away.
4: Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers and caterers. Family owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. Or to contact us. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150 KKNW.com on the web. All
0: right, folks, so we're back with West Coast Italian Radio. This is Tony and your host. And I got a great guest here. Of course, you know, today's theme is all about the Italian military, right? So I got a guy who's kind of a military historian. Uh he's written several books on different uh military uh topics around the world, both in America, uh here in America and as well as other places. But one of his books, in fact I think one of his first books was um Italy Invades. And it's a story basically about how the Italian military and culture, going way the heck back to the Romans, have uh you know touched almost every Country in the world. So I want to welcome the author and my good friend, Chris Kelly. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tony. Glad to be with you. Well, you know, you've done so much research now, this whole thing with the military, especially, uh, you know, in your book, Italy invades, uh, which I know, um, when we, we say Italy invades, you go back really to the ancient Rome and everything there. And, uh, of course back in the day, 2,000 years ago, let's face it, Italy, you know, our ancestors, the Romans, they were a powerhouse. I mean, they were the conquerors of, you know, the civilized world. There was no army that could compete with them, you know. And so now, you know, here we are a couple thousand years later, and, you know, we're kind of scratching our heads because, you know, whenever they do like an action movie – you know, you got the Navy SEALs, you got the Green Berets, but you never really have the Italian military, right? I mean, I hate to say it, but the stereotype of the Italians are, you know, a guy who's in the kitchen cooking pizza or spaghetti, uh, or you got an opera singer, you know, who's on stage okay. singing, or you got a guy making grapes, or just a great Italian lover. But you don't think of Italians really as soldiers, okay? So what's the deal? What happened from the last 2,000 years to the Italian military?
3: well you're you're right i mean there's no question that rome was a powerhouse around the whole mediterranean world uh, and around all of Europe and they, they after northern Africa all, all over the place, uh, Julius Caesar basically wrote the book on literally wrote the book on military history uh, with his strategies and talking about his campaigns and he subdued you know many many tribes invaded Britain, invaded all over the place i mean they were the Romans were fighting in Iraq two thousand years ago uh, they you know had a had a vast empire the Mediterranean was known as uh, uh nostrum Mara, mare mare uh, which in other words our sea uh, is how they referred to the mediterranean because they basically owned you know everything and the hey, romans hey, this, hey, this was not
0: like a pool this was like for 2000 years that's right.
3: That's right. And they were like undefeated. I mean, they basically were, when they were fighting against other armies, they were, I mean, they had a better record than the New York Yankees. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they were, I mean, they were, the only times they were defeated was when they fought civil wars, which they, of course, sometimes did, uh, naturally, you know, and with uh, Julius Caesar and all of that after, after that. And they collapsed the Republic and, you know, lots of political dynamics. But, uh, but I mean, they were, uh, they, they were organized for war. Uh, and with the legions and they were organized and they built a, a huge uh, aqueducts and roads that helped them to, to move troops around. They had navies. They had they had it all. Uh, and so now you're saying, like, OK, yes, that's, so what
0: happened? I mean, it, what that, happened? you know, they, they were this powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. And then two thousand years, you know, they, kind of just, they kept losing more and more. And, they, and now it's like you don't
3: think of Italy yeah. let's face it, as a military
0: power. Right.
3: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, these things happened in history. I mean, like, if you're, I don't mean to pick on the Mongolians, but Mongolia had a vast empire at one time that stretched from the Pacific all the way to Vienna. Uh, and, you know, so it was, the Mongolians were huge. Uh, and, you know, today Mongolia is a, is not such a major power. Uh, but, You know, but nobody kind of like says, oh, the Mongolians are are cowards or not not a military or hardy race. I mean, they are. They're just a smaller nation. They're just a nation's change over time. And I think Italy has changed over time. And the way that Italy uh, conquers is more in terms of, shall we say, soft power these days uh, in terms of, as you say, pizza and wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Opera all over the world and music and. and, uh, There's more of their culture now. You right. know, really
0: touches us with their food, their, their art, the wine and all that. But, uh, so going back to the right. Rome, let's go back to Rome for one second. Right. Okay. So what was the thing, the first story of the whole defeat there, uh, where the Rome started, you know, basically
3: to lose its power. What, what was right. that? Well, of course, Rome did fall. I mean, it's one of those things that's endlessly debated by historians. I mean, if you want the, the short answer to what happened, you know, I, the one word answer would be, Immigration. Uh, they, The Romans were unable to deal with the, the the reality of immigration. There were people who wanted into the Roman Empire because of all the benefits that being a Roman citizen conveyed. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't able to absorb all these vandals and gods and Visigoths and all these people who wanted to come in. And instead of being able to immig- have some rational immigration plan, they allowed the, uh, the empire to be sacked and, and ruined. And, yeah, and, yeah. and destroyed by by these outsiders is what is what I think it comes down to they they fail to to deal with you know how do we deal with immigrant how do we deal with the flow of people uh, across borders which obviously is a topic that's you know Oh, how yeah does, it's it, it's, it, it's yeah. interesting
0: how history repeats itself isn't it uh, yeah. well you know now it, it, I, what i always heard of course growing up was that um the romans eventually fell because they were in, uh, in, invaded by, you know the Vikings, these, the, the tribes of the north, basically descended down upon. I guess they call where what, what they called back then the uh, the herds or whatever they were. They, they, they the, the northern uh, tribes came down and defeated Rome. Is that true? Uh,
3: essentially, that's right. I mean, you had these. You know, they, I mean, Romans would have called them barbarians. I mean, because they didn't speak Latin and they, most of them weren't literate. And they and they, yes, they sacked Rome. They, they you know burned it and looted it. And they did that multiple times and, and Rome had, had, had become decadent too, uh, of course. And so, uh, and, and not as powerful as it once was, it was consumed with things like civil wars, with political unrest, with, you know, I mean, emperor, some emperors were good, but then there were lousy emperors too. And so you had, you know, different, and, and you had that kind of absolute power that uh, Roman empire, where you had power over l- life. And death, of, you know, either all that type of thing was was true. Uh, but but also, you know, I think and we wrote about this in Italy invades quite extensively that, you know, the Italians, they get a bad rap for for being, you know, shall we say a non-military nation, whatever you want to put it. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with with World War Two and the and the pop, and what happened in World War Two, because there have been a lot of times when the Italians have done very well uh military even in relatively modern times right, uh, right that that i mean for instance i mean like one thing i point out in italy invades is that in the u.s army during world war ii one out of twelve of the servicemen in the u.s army were of italian ancestry well, so, and,
0: and, and, and that's a good point because the italian americans yes. you know were recognized as one of the you know real fighting forces of the 20th century, I mean, World War II, World War, well, you know, they, our, our ancestors really got out there. They got the job done, a lot of heroes, but the actual Italians from Italy, you're right, yes. during World War II, a part of it is, of course, um, you know, with, where they say, you know, whoever the victor is writes the history, a part of it is they chose the wrong side, you know, yes. and so, you know, they wound up, you know, being aligned with the Nazis, you know, through yes. uh, Mussolini and stuff. Which, yeah. you know, eventually the, the Italians hated Mussolini, they got rid of him, yeah. but still kind of gave them that bad rap. And so right, right there you can see where it yeah. would give a water down. But I mean, you know, even there, though, even there, you think of the Nazis, and you think, you know, they had a fighting force, but you think of the Italians, and it's like, you know, I, I used to hear my grandparents tell me the joke, well, yeah, when the Allies landed in Italy... The Italians didn't want to fight, they just figured, they threw down their guns, and they figured, hey, have
3: some pizza, you know, uh, have yeah. some vino, you know, yeah. so I think well, there's probably some truth to that. Well, the, I mean, the Italians, well, you go back to the First World War, I mean, there are two world wars, of course, the 20th century. In the First World War, Italy fought on the winning side, and they yeah. were allied yeah. with the United States of America. Hemingway served in Italy during World War One right. as, right. as a stretcher bearer, for example, and wrote about it, too, uh, and... They were they were on the you know on what we would consider the good side I, I guess you know, they were on the Allied side on the forces of democracy uh and and the, they took like in World War One they took over six hundred thousand uh Italians were killed in that war which and that's more than all of the Americans killed in World War One and World War Two combined yeah so yeah. they took I mean the Italians took a big hit in World War One even though they were on the winning side. Uh, and so, so, but, but nobody would say that they, you know, didn't do well or fight well in world. And it was a brutal war in the mountains fighting the Austrians. And it was a very, in, in very difficult conditions that they did. So you have things like that in World War II, as you, as you pointed out, Italy switched sides. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. they, they realized that, you know, Mussolini and hip Nazism was not a good thing. And, in, and when out, when we landed in Sicily with the allies, um uh, they quickly, the king changed sides and they, they and there was, the, for a time, there was this, uh, a, 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 part of the Italians that were fighting on the Allied side against Mussolini. And they were also right, partisans. Right. Yeah. Also lots of partisanis, the, the partisans who helped, uh, friends Oh, yeah. The Allied airmen. That, that was, was all, huge. that's
0: the whole underlying movement where the song, you know, Bella Ciao, I mean, that was their, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, their whole team right. song. Well, let's right. spend just one minute. We only have a couple minutes. Left, one minute. I know that Italy has actually to this day, and a lot of people don't know this, and they have a special, very elite special forces. So, yeah. well, tell us about that.
3: Yeah, there's the Bersaglieri, uh, are these kind of special mountain troops that have had? They've been an elite unit in the Italian army for. For centuries, uh, Rommel, you know, s- said they were, you know, just as good as German troops uh, in World War II, for example. Uh, they were, so the Bersaglieri, definitely, they have a special uniform. They, tr- they train in the mountains. They're, they're an elite fighting force. Also, I'd, I'd say hats off also to the Italian Navy, too. The yeah. Italian Navy is more substantial. Like, for instance, the Italians have, Italian Navy has two aircraft carriers, uh, just like the Chinese today or the Royal Navy, Britain's Navy. So they have just as many aircraft carriers as right, China right. or Great Britain, which is maybe something that you know many uh, many of us don't don't recognize. Uh, but they have a pretty substantial Navy even to this day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And well, Chris, so listen, we only have a minute left. I want people yeah. to, to find out
0: how they can get your book, Italy Invades. This is a great book, folks. This has the history, not only just the history of the Italian military going back for several thousand years to the ancient Romans. But it also talks about how the Italian, not just the military, but their culture has influenced almost every country of the world. Great book. Chris, tell us how people can get a hold of that book and get a copy of
3: it. Sure. They can get um, our book, which is called Italy Invades, How Italians Conquered the World. And they can find it at uh, ItalyInvades.com. And they can also find it on Amazon and eBooks as well with that. Uh, and yet, as you just point out, it has a chapter on every country in the world, talks about Italian and Roman military involvement around the world, uh, every every covering the entire globe. That sounds fantastic. Chris, thanks
0: so much for being a part of today's show. Folks, this is Chris Kelly with his book, Italy Invades. Make sure you get a copy of it. And we're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away.
2: Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com.
0: Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal.
2: we got to pass down our family recipes.
0: Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Asernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Is Cernio sausage. Visit asernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you.
4: Alternative Talk 1150 The Talk of the Sound. In keeping with our military
0: theme of Italian military, we want to give you a great revolution song Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, 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 our song of the week. Yeah. So, Marzia, uh, Bella Ciao, I mean, you know, of course, right. go, w- w- is this still a big thing in Italy? I mean, you we know.
1: still here, yes. We always, you know us, we, the old so- song, it never disappear In Italy, yeah, we yeah, always, yeah. Yeah. Bella Ciao, come on. My father was still singing it to me when we talk on the phone, we joke around. You can do people always-
0: think of it more as a folk song now or do they still think of it as a song of revolution and, you know, being different?
1: I think it's like a folk song because, a folk song, yeah, yeah. yes, they don't, you know, it's something history, something the past. But they like it, like I say, is really, really proud of those type of music. So you can hear young people singing it; it's beautiful.
0: Well, I know that we covered it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there was some controversy with some of the older people because, of course, they remembered it as a song of revolution and yes. a song, especially. Uh, during the uh, Second World War when a lot of the underground Italian resistance was fighting Mussolini, fighting the Nazis, and a lot of people died. So it had, I guess for some of the older people, a little bit of a sore spot there. But I know uh, it is a song that is done a lot and is very popular. Now we're going to get into our Italian phrases, and you got some good ones since... The theme of the show, again, is the Italian military. We've had right. fun throughout this show discussing the Italian military. Um, you got some great phrases here that are very appropriate for today's show. So let's go through them, Eric.
1: Yeah, the first one sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You know what I mean? I try to think how to yeah, say Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mi piego, ma non mi spezzo.
0: Mi piego, ma non mi spezzo. Mm-hmm. Which technically means, I bend, but I don't break. Yeah, That's it time. sounds like it should be something like you know the, the Italian version of the Terminator or something. You know, there you go. All right, let's go to the next one. La vita per la patria. La vita per la patria. When well, that one is my life for the homeland, and I think that that I I I've actually heard something similar to that from some of the old uh newsreels and stuff about the Italian underlying resistance, you know. Italians right. were very, very proud to defend their country.
1: Right. All right, and moving on. Oh, this is old. Um, chi di spada ferisce, di spada perisce. And this is interesting because this, this
0: phrase here, say it
1: again. Chi di spada ferisce, di spada perisce.
0: Basically means
1: live by the sword, die by the sword. That,
0: that's a very, very famous saying that is known all throughout the world. Interestingly, started in Italy. And I would bet, I don't know the history of this saying, but I would be willing to bet that mm-hmm. that probably, like you said, it's very old. Maybe even goes back to the Roman empire, you know?
1: If you think about Spade. That's what I'm thinking. That to be the time of a uh, Roman time. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah this no. next one, I love this next one. you got to do the next one. The next one is great one.:
1: All right. Ci sono tre tipi di l'intelligenza umana, l'intelligenza, animale, e l'intelligenza, l'intelligenza Le the... One more time one more time.: l'intelligenza umana, l'intelligenza animale, e This
0: is great. There are three types of intelligence: human intelligence, animal intelligence. And military intelligence, which I always found to be an oxymoron if you you pardon the expression you know I mean it seems like opposite things military intelligence, you know so uh, that one goes back to uh says Aldous huxley nineteen twenty eight is credited actually for that saying there all right now the this next is a, one, this is a good one
1: this next one yeah. But this was famous from, uh, I don't know, you never heard it. By 1950, it was this famous actor, comedian famous actor. It was from Napoli. Right. So- I love it. Totò was hilarious. And to I, I
0: remember seeing him in some all the time movies.
1: I remember yeah. how he, he started to speak Italian as, um, with his words with his hand. It's hilarious. Really Neapolitan, but he was really poor and he end up to be adopted from uh, a noble family. So he have a full name. You have to Google it. It's yeah, ridiculous. yeah, okay. Wait, his famous uh, quote was "sono di mondo. Ho fatto tre anni di militare a Cuneo." Which is basically, I am
0: a man of the world. I did three years of military service in Cuneo, which is a city in uh, Piedmont. right?
1: Yes, yes. So he was really proud. I'm huh? a man of, <laughs> three years. Wow. <laughs> that's,
0: very, that's, very, that's a good one, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That gives you the whole idea, sums up right there of the idea of military in Italy, okay?
1: Hey, and the last one was for the tank for the newspaper, okay? The, the last one's right. for the tank
0: in the newspaper that shot the chicken coop this week. All <laughs> right, let's do it.
1: gradi militari I preferred...
0: High grades of alcohol to high grade of military rank. There you go. That certainly was the slogan of the tank that blew up the chicken coop this week. And there you go, folks, your Italian phrases of the day. Um, And now we're going to get in. We have a handful of events, not many, because, of course, we're still uh, doing some lockdown in various areas throughout the uh, West Coast, although, you know, many things are now in Phase 3, which means hopefully by summer they'll be back in Phase 4, everything will be opened up, and we'll be back to some of these great Italian events that we do every year. We have a couple of virtual Italian events coming up here. These are in in, in the Pacific Northwest. The first one is on Saturday, March 27th. The Bella Vita Lodge is doing an event called Pie with a Smile Fundraiser. This is the Bella Vita Sons of Italy Lodge. Uh, I don't know a whole lot more about it, but it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Certainly, I love pie. So you want to contact Diane Stefanini at 360-669-9380. She'll give you more information on that. This next one is always a lot of fun. Um, They're doing it virtually, of course, this year. But but the, The Bellevue Sons of Italy Lodge in Bellevue, Washington does an annual wine tasting. Uh, Typically when they do it live, I mean, they got great food. They got so much food you could have like a a dinner for 10, you know. Um, But then they do all kinds of great homemade wines there. Um, And you can contact the Bellevue Sons of Italy. They're doing it virtually online right now. And they can give you more information about that. Now, we only have a couple more minutes. We had to tell everybody again, remind people that as of April 1st, we are going to be moving to the ABC... Radio and News uh, Network. Uh, We're going to be moving our flagship station to Palm Springs. We'll be at KMET 1490 AM down there. Uh, We'll be part of the ABC uh, News Radio family. We'll be broadcasting throughout all of Southern California. Uh, And we're going to be syndicating the show to different different cities across the country, across the West Coast initially, then across the United States. Of course, the show will still be available up here. Uh, in Seattle, uh, and we'll let you know the details of that over the next, uh, week or two here as we, uh, get to the, kind of go through this transition. Um, and uh, you can always, always get the show. If, if all else fails, no matter where you are in the world, you can go to our website, wcir.biz. Just remember, West Coast Italian Radio, wcir.biz. And you can stream the show live there when we do it every Monday at 4 o'clock, and we're going to do it at the same time. Um, or, you know, you can hear it in our archive 24-7 throughout the week, not only this week's show but all the past shows. So we're going to keep everything going really, really well there. We're also going to be, uh, as we work with ABC uh, starting next month, we're going to be developing a TV version of the show, which will be available in the Southern California markets. And, of course, March we got our after-hours version, Okay. Uh, this is going to be by subscription. Only go to our website for 18 years and over, where we cover the same topics we do on the show, but we're a little more um blunt with how we feel about them. And our guests do not really um worry about editing their words a whole lot, because we don't have the FCC breathing down our backs, meaning it's online. So don't forget all this stuff coming out, April. We thank you so much for being a part of today's show. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show right here at West Coast Italian Radio. Ciao
1: a tutti.